With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No. Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs on football. This is episode number 12. As of course, we are live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. And uh, as you well know by now, Ace Podcast Nation features many a great show and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So give us a follow on social media, subscribe to that YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications so you don't miss a show. And uh, of course, we've got a new, new series of My Story launching next Wednesday. Uh, it's going to be a cracker. But uh, if you prefer your podcast in audio platform, audio form, 
then uh, you can find all of our shows, including Rodri Giggs and Football, including my story at the Sports Social Podcast Network, the UK's first dedicated sport net podcast network. And uh, you can find this show and all the others at uh, www.sport-social.co.uk. So uh, just as we wait for a few of the uh, the latecomers... As Do you know, know that off my heart? Are you reading off the script there? Um, I know it off by heart, pretty much, mate. Yeah, I, I've got like some notes just in case I forget because I have been known to try and do too much stuff at once, and then I get a bit like lost. But generally, I pretty much know it now. It's uh, I said it like five million times, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. But um, but yeah, it's uh, so yeah. Well, Roger Giggs is here. Welcome, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. You? Yeah, I'm, I'm really good. It's been a good week, mate. It was. Uh, like it was really uh, interesting. I had a good laugh. We recorded a show at uh, Eat, Eat Sleep Media on Wednesday. Big shout out to them. Massive thank you to uh, to Lawrence Mora and and all the guys at um, Eat Sleep Media for allowing us to use their facilities. But um, yeah, it was an interesting day, mate. When I was uh, doing something in person, it was a bit different. But I think once we got going, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. It was a uh, been a busy week this week. Been all over the gas. So yeah, uh, just got back about two hours ago. Madness, mate, madness. But uh, yeah, it was. So we did it. We met in person for the first time, even though we've been like in contact and chatting for a good few years now. Like the first time we've actually met in person, which was is where it is, isn't it? it? Was I don't think it affected the show in any way. I thought it was as good. And, we, and, and, and weird enough, we, we met on the street that I literally grew up as a kid, always there, the Boot Town, Boot Street. Yeah, always at the, I, the I know what I know where you're there. going now. I know what direction you're taking it in. It's like <laughs> so we'll have to tell the story, I guess. So obviously, um, as it's an ongoing almost running gag at the moment, my geography is terrible around the UK particularly. But I like to think, and I said this to my missus as well afterwards, like I like to think I know Cardiff pretty well. I know all the little shortcuts, the side streets, all this, because I've lived here all my life, I haven't really gone very far, so I know kind of everywhere. And uh I put the postcode in to go to Eat Sleep Media and it took me to the Butte Street West. So I phoned Rodri and said, where are you? And he's like, I'm in there. And I was like, oh, I'm outside. Or I'm, I said, I'm on I'm on Butte Street. I can't see where it is. And he said, oh, I'll come out now. And he said, it's by the ambulance. I said, well, there's no ambulance on the street I'm on. So, yeah, I was on the wrong street. So Rodri lives in Manchester, went straight there, no problems. Me, I was on the street. The next street over stood like a melon outside a, a tattoo parlor. But there we go. It is where it is. You know, Ge- never forget. No, you never forget your place of birth. Well, I don't anyway. No, no, that's 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 what it is, isn't it? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I was I was just testing you, mate. What it was is I wanted to check that obviously you you know you've been away from Cardiff now for a while. I just wanted to make sure you still remembered, you know, the places to go and where to get. It. Just just helping you uh, out, I, really. Uh, I grew up down them down that dock area, so know it well. Yeah, I was going to say, you said um, during, the, during the show when we talked about it, you said that uh, you used to do a lot of carnivals and stuff down there when you were a kid in the 80s. So, it's what it is, isn't it? You were, you were e- good, easy good, to find. Good times, good times mm-hmm. down there. Some of my favourite memories of playing football in like Card- the Cardiff District League and stuff is playing against the Butown teams because we always used to have really close games, like high-scoring games. It was always a bit feisty. <clears> and then um, we always used to enjoy them. But uh, yeah, it was good though, mate. Well, it was uh, like I say, shout out to Eat Sleep Media for uh, for allowing us to come down and and use their their facilities, their equipment and stuff. 
and uh, yeah, sound. And then the hard drive which I gave him to put the show onto for, to take out was um, it wouldn't take the video, so they ended up having to email it to me and stuff. But there we go, is is where it is. But um, not good. It was good. Um, not we're not entirely sure what we're going to do with that show yet. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, I did have someone email me and ask if they could watch it uh, yesterday. So there's a, that's something. But uh, we'll see about that. We'll decide. But there's definitely going to be some clips coming out of it. Um, and the first clips, I think, will probably come out next week. And for eagle-eyed viewers, you would have seen some of the behind-the-scenes added to the show's intro uh, at the start of this show as well, which uh, that was a bit of before. And even, and even knew where I was going, and he even had the right attire on as well. I know. I know. I spoke to him earlier and said, I forgot. It's because I had gone somewhere before I went there, and um, I would plan to change, and I forgot to put the T-shirt on. So I, I apologised profusely to the big man. But, um, yeah, you remembered. You remembered. And you made sure to get on camera that I didn't. I like it. I like it, mate. I like it. But, um, yeah, welcome to everyone. Um, in terms of the Charity Super 6 League, it is where it is at the moment. Uh, nothing till tomorrow. There was no movement this week. but um, So there's no update as such. Rodri's still, I think, about 18 points behind me. So I've got a comfortable cushion. Nice and easy. See, some of us know our football. So it's, uh, it's nice. It's I'll get out like this weekend. Yeah, that's very true, mate. If you remember to do it, you'll knock at least 12 points off that. And I'll, well, I'll knock, I'll get a massive two points as usual. So I was just checking, and yeah, I've already done it. So, um, so uh, Matthew Angel says, Happy Friday, all. My manscape order has been placed, awaiting delivery. Can't stop too long tonight as I'll be catch up the video later. Look, uh, Matt, Matthew, massive uh, shout out to you, mate. Appreciation. And uh, I've had a few people message me saying they've placed their manscape orders and stuff. I can't tell you how much that helps us out. It really does. Um, we, we, we need to get as many of those orders in before uh, December the 8th. Show them that our viewers are supporting us and supporting them. So if you can, have a look for Christmas. Use the code GIGS and uh, get 20% off. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more we need later to get, on. Uh, we need to get a raffle going if whoever, whoever buy, gets one. We need to put a little raffle in. And, oh, yes. Figure, yeah, that's a good idea. Funny enough, I said to you, didn't I, about a giveaway yeah. the other day. That's a good one. So, like, all yeah. the people who place a Manscaped order, if they send us, like, a, a photo or whatever of, like, proof of their, their order or something, and then we'll put them all into a raffle and we'll do a giveaway and we'll give a prize away um, of some sort. But um, let's have a look. JD says, say hello to Rodri from his old mate, JD, just subscribed. Thank you, JD, for the subscription. Nice and uh, there you go. Appreciate that massively, mate. Welcome to all the newcomers. Um, nice. I, okay. I wasn't planning to talk about this this evening, but G uh, Gareth Parry's made a comment, which I want to address to you, mate. You're a United fan. He said, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer has been sacked by the media, but not by United. It's getting extremely tedious. And I kind of agree with that. It's like it's been dragging on for weeks and weeks and weeks. To me, it feels like almost like an open secret that he's going to go in the summer. And it, it does look suspiciously like Brendan Rodgers is going to come in in the summer. Brendan Rodgers doesn't want to say anything because he doesn't want to disrespect Solskjaer and he doesn't want to disrespect Leicester. Simple as that. So let's just get on with the season. That's what I feel like. How do yeah, you feel? Do you I, like I, fun? I disagree. It's always been there. Always been big news with when it comes to Manchester United. It sells papers and it's big news. People are here about it. So it's always been the way. And 
and they'll keep on banging that drum. You just got to have people, hopefully in the United, that, that stick together and and try and get through. But they need to do that by winning games first of all. Yeah. So I think it's times like this though, when you've got that pressure and that that horrible side of social media, and you've got this kind of troll fans, and you've got the, the the actual media as well digging him out and and creating these stories of um, what did I read today? Uh, Lingard. So, like someone had said, Lingard had posted something in a West Ham top, but actually he hadn't. He'd shared West Ham United's post on Instagram or something like that. And it was all a bit confusing, but it's very clear kind of like how some tabloids will use anything to twist, you know, what's going on and stuff like that. And I don't like it. Um, they know what's going on. They speak to each other every day. Solskjaer's got to be stressed, yeah, mate, don't he? You know, it's yeah, got to be stressed. Uh, it's bit, but people do believe it, unfortunately. Yeah, people are into anything, uh, don't they? Naive to believe it. All. Yeah. Um, Christopher Paul Barnett says, "Any more adver- adverts, Rodri? The one you made a couple of years ago was brilliant, tongue in cheek." Um, yeah, you uh, make any more? Not, not none planned. None planned, no. No, there's a, there's a might as well start at the top and finish at the top. That's it, mate. No. Don't want to, yeah. Like Christopher, yeah, don't, Christopher don't, what I will say is, it's still sequels, are, sequels are really not great, are they? So yeah, what's what's the best sequel of all time? And if it was a sequel, it'd be a pretty dark one. Yeah. What's the what's the <laughs> what's the best sequel of all time, mate? Come on, off the top of your head, best sequel of all time. Oh, it's got to be Rocky. It's hard. So, Rocky, Rocky two. Rocky two. Be up there. Yeah, uh, I think uh, there's a few now actually. You know, the Matrix is not bad. Matrix 2's satisfactory, uh, I'd say. The first Dyad, Matrix film so good. Dyad 2 is probably the best one, isn't it? So, um, I think all the like, if you're into like Marvel and the Avengers and all those films, the majority of those films, Godfather 2 is Godfather 2 and Die Hard 2, I think, are better than the first ones. Whereas yeah, Matrix it's good, it's good stuff like when you do Hot Shots 6. Like, yeah. Or was it Fast and Furious Twelve or something? Yeah, Fast and Furious. Yeah, I stopped after one. Yeah, one it's, it's weird. It's weird though. Like we, I, I got to be honest. There's a bit of a guilty pressure. Me and my missus will watch them, and um, it's weird. We, we we watched them all kind of back in order um, a couple of years back, and the first one is like it's like a quite a good, interesting. It's like a police undercover thing, isn't it? And then. After that, they just go whoa, way off yeah. the map. Like in the I, most I, recent one, they went to space. So it's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I couldn't tell. Yeah, maybe I'm just too old for that crap now. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, right, guys, with those questions, um, which are not related to the stuff we're talking about now, I'm going to save them till towards the latter part of the show. We'll finish off with all the questions. Um, but if you've got stuff on what we're talking about now, then I'll bring you know I'll talk, I'll ask them as we're going along. Um, on the subject of managers, mate, uh, Eddie Howe is to miss his first game as Newcastle manager because he's tested positive for COVID nineteen. That is, it's terrible news for him because it's you a big job for him, it, isn't it? Can you? you can't write it. Well, you know, he's all the preparation we've done. You know. His coach is pretty much his right hand man. You know, it's one game. You know, yes, it's, in an ideal world, it's the occasion, it's, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah. First game, big day, and he can't be there. It's just yeah. But um, you know, we'll see how he goes. He's obviously had enough time to prepare. You know, with this uh, international week, so 
yeah, like I say, he's got good coaches there. He's been the coach that was there previously. He was with Steve Bruce, so he's there as well. Plus, his other coach, he's his right-hand man. So, yeah, it's it's annoying, but what are you going to do? There we go. And then another uh, same sort of thing. De- Kevin De Bruyne, who obviously was in Wales, uh, played against Wales on Tuesday, uh, has also tested positive for COVID-19. So I'm sure there's a few of those Welsh boys sweating uh, this this evening because I'm sure they've all been tested by now as they joined, rejoined their squad, various squads and stuff. But like for, for instance, someone like Cardiff, they haven't got a big enough squad to have players dropping out because of COVID from international duty. They haven't got the players to replace them. Um, like Kiefer Moore's on fire. The last thing Cardiff would want to do is lose him to COVID. Obviously, he's had it before. And as also, you know, he's only now recently really getting over the the after effects of it. So the, you know, that would be a tremendous blow for them. But it's part of the world we live with now, mate, isn't it? In in life and in sport, particularly. Yeah, it's like a, a funeral I've just been to yesterday. You know, my sister got it Monday, so she couldn't go. So just it's yeah, just the way of life now, isn't it? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. and I think particularly when you're in these football bubbles like your L sports bubbles even as well. They're like you're travelling all over the world um, when it's international duty and World Cup qualifiers. Like you're literally in that um, that like air-conditioned, those hot, the horrible recycled air on the aeroplanes and stuff. I'm sure that doesn't help. Um, is where it is. Um, so let's talk yeah, about... These international planes, though, they're usually just the squad. So it's not like, is it... It's no, but... On the canal, these probably... Well, but... It takes one, doesn't it? Then, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. but yeah. um, did you see that? Um, uh, day how was it? Gold, gold, and Sullivan, uh, West Ham owners flew back, uh, Michael, Michael Antonio from international duty because he was away with uh, who's he play for? Jamaica, Jamaica. Sorry, yeah. Um, he, he was away with Jamaica and uh, they paid 100 grand for a private jet for him to make sure that he was back in time for the Wolves game. Or like in time for an extra day early because basically if they win they go second. Like I don't know how I feel about it. Like because it doesn't well, matter if they go second. They just sold parts of West Ham, aren't they? Have they? Well, they've sold yeah. some of their stake. They've sold. I think it's pretty sure they've just sold some shares. So they're they're looking to to get rid. So it's a good time isn't it, to sell West Ham. Yeah, more they can they, they can get back. So. You know, the businessmen, so yeah, they're, they're not daft. Yeah, you got to how what's, um, what's it? What's the word? Summit to accumulate, speculate to accumulate, isn't it? speculate to accumulate. Yes, yeah, so you, you've got a he's their prize possession, though, in the in terms or prize asset, should I yeah. say, not possession. 100 he's grand, prize well, asset. See, that seems a, bit a lot dear, of money. Well, you know, 100 for grand. a private jet from yeah, Jamaica to you, know, from... you can get you can get one to, to a beef for, for could get on the phone now for 14 grand. Sure. Oh, another Jamaica. Fifty, you know, it's probably the papers adding a bit on. Yeah, but it's still a lot, it. still a lot, still a lot of money for one person. Mm, yeah, yeah. Look, it's a certain. How psychological of a boost would it be to those West Ham players to go second on Saturday? Like, does it matter really at this stage of the season, or psychologically, does it just give them this huge list lift that they're, you know, they're competing for that a top four place? No, you you got you got to believe, aren't you? If they're up there and they're, and they're, and they're they're winning games and and they keep playing the way they're playing. Why not? You know, why not? 
You know, we've seen it before. People say, oh, it never happened again, that. Why won't it never happen again? You know, I mean, the Leicester I'm talking about. Why, why yeah. would that never happen again? So, you know, it, it's it's a far stretch because, you know, the, the team and the squads of, of Chelsea, City, Liverpool, you know, even Manchester United, you know, it'd be a very, very good. But Champions League, why not? Why not? So, yeah, I fancy, uh, I, I fancy them for, for sorry, top mate, four. The higher they are, the more they can get for the club. If they're yeah, in the Champions 100%. League next year, then, you know, there's an extra hundred million on Junior Champions League. Boom, boom. Happy days. Yeah, I think I fancy them for, at the moment, I fancy them for a top, like, finish four. Who have they got tomorrow? Uh, I'd have to have a look at those fixtures. Um, Cade just asked, um, and also Cade, really happy to see that your dad's out of hospital, mate. That is uh, is fantastic news. What a fighter, mate. What a fighter. Um, so we got Wolves. Uh, Wolves West Ham away to Wolves. I did say, yeah. didn't I? I knew that. Yeah. Um, it's a big game, mate. Big game. Um, Cade asked as well. He said, uh, Lingard back to West Ham. I thought he would have gone in the summer. And I've got yeah. to be honest, there was a story in the papers that he's one of the ones who is particularly pissed off with Solskjaer because he was told that if he, you know, he'd get a chance. And look, those and fringe he players, he hasn't been yeah, those fringe players, I mean, apart from, so with Lingard, you had, there was like three little cameos in a week or two weeks when there where he made the mistake in the Champions League, which cost him a goal in the last minute. But then he followed that up with, a, I think, a, a great goal to win a game and then a great assist the following game. But he never got the start on the back of those cameos, and he hasn't yeah. really played since, even off the bench, maybe a few minutes here and there. So no, I think if I was it, if I was Jess Lingard, uh, soon January first, I'm off. No, you, I, I want to play football. He's at the age where he's playing football now. He's in good form. You want to play, and he's not been promised the games that he's they expected. So sorry, but you know, even though it's his Manchester United and it's where he's from. I'm pretty sure, you know, he's had enough now. And, you know, he wasn't in the England squad. You know, World Cup coming up. Yeah, I can't blame him, mate, to be honest. Because I can't he, either. When you look at the players who've been not it's performing, game, so. he deserves that, at least a chance, I think. Yeah. De Bruyne, uh, sorry, uh, Van de Beek as well, I think can be a bit annoyed that he hasn't got a couple of starts in there. Just because... United haven't been good. So, of course, they think, you know, they should be at least given a chance. Um, so, with Lingard, I'm not, how does it work, mate? Um, so, he's, he's, he's out of contract in the summer. Can he pre- sign a pre-contract with anyone in January or yes. is it only clubs outside the Premier League? No, anyone after January. So, he could sign a pre-contract with West Ham. I think he probably will. Um, Reese says, I saw... just say, you know, it will give you four million now. Yeah, or whatever. I mean, the amount of money he's going to get a massive signing on fee wherever he goes, isn't he? Um, and I think Newcastle are going to contract pre sign and and then pick his dough up when he when he signs. Yeah, and I think you know, you're going to have Newcastle, I would imagine, will be sniffing about. I think probably Roma with Mourinho will probably be sniffing about because he liked um Lingard. Um, I think Newcastle or West Ham would be his likely destination, but if 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 um, if he was Newcastle, it'd be for money. But if West Ham are in the top four, why would you not want to go there? Especially on the back of having a good yeah. Why why would you not want to go there? there or you, know, it's, you, you know it. It's no disrespect to Newcastle, but 
It's not London as well. London's yeah. a big draw. It's totally different than Newcastle. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Newcastle is freezing, especially this time of year. It's freezing. Lovely place, but in the winter, penguins are crying their eyes out. What's that called? It's freezing. Um, Reese. So Reese says, yeah, he says, uh, I saw that Lingard rejected a new offer from United and he's, he's also um, stopped negotiations on the new contract because he's apparently he doesn't see the point because they're not playing him. Um, but Reese said he posted an image of him celebrating with a West Ham kit on Insta. Looks like he's set to sign a pre-contract with them. So Reese, I'm just going to correct you slightly there, mate. And that's what I was referring to. What happened was West Ham posted his goal that he scored against Wolves. I think it was, I think it was against Wolves last year, but they, they basically, they posted a goal, a last minute winner that he scored last year for them in like a flashback. Uh, on social media and on Instagram stories, he then shared it to his story, uh, the image of him doing his thing and in a West Ham shirt. But what he was doing was just sharing the story of his, like the video of his goal. But I think people kind of took it. And then the story came out today that he'd stopped negotiating. People put two and two together, you know, and it, it might be that he was dropping a hint, but I also, he could have just been sharing the video of his goal that West Ham had put up, so I'm not. Ne- I don't necessarily think that they're, you know, they're the two things are correlated. Um, it's kind of one of those things. But look, if I was him, I think West Ham would be the one that I would be going to, unless Newcastle offer him silly money. I saw um, Gabby Agbonglahor on Talksport on a clip today. Uh, they asked him what was the most he ever earned as a footballer. Um, and he said that when he was at Aston Villa, he earned 70 grand a week. Um, so plus bonuses, he was on about 300 grand a week. And then um, he said uh, his response to Alan, Bra- Alan Brazil sort of said, made a comment about him earning that much. And then uh, <clears throat> Bong Lahore went, oh, yeah, but the tax man takes half of it. And they all kind of burst into laughter saying, oh, did you only have to live on like 35 grand a week? Bless you. But like, it's unreal. But like, he was joking. But like. Come on, forty percent, not half. Yeah, yeah. Tell him right, forty percent. Gabby Agbonglahor makes. Was he? There was at one point where people were linking him with all sorts of big clubs. Did he? Did he think he went on and achieved what as much as he could have? Could he have achieved more? No, no. He just took someone who was quick. That was it. Well, he called himself a one-trick pony um, during the same clip, and I think. we talked a little bit about Daniel James recently um, being maybe that was one of the things at United that that held him back a bit was when people worked out that, you know, his pace sort of was his thing. It was a bit easier to defend. And did he, did was I, I bong Lahore a bit like that as well? Yeah. Yeah. It is where it is, isn't it? I think he played for England a couple of, a couple of times, I think, didn't he? You, 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 you're going to get a sniff when you're, when people are getting injured, he's going to have a good spell. He's a centre-forward. You're going to have a good spell through your career, but did he live up to it? No. How old is he now? No. He's not, he's yeah, not been playing for years. Yeah, so... And he's a terrible, terrible pundit for talk sport. Terrible. Yes, there's a few um, there's a few bad ones knocking about, mate, isn't there? Maybe one day we'll have that discussion. We've talked about who the best ones are. Maybe we should talk about the ones who are not not doing it. Um, Donna says, Rodri, have you ever met Ollie in person? And what do you think of him? Say again. 
have you ever met Solskjaer in person? And uh, what do you think of him as a person? Um, yeah, I've met him. I've met him. Lo- I've met him loads of times, actually. Yeah. Um, years, he seems like years, a decent years. guy. Yeah, he is he's a nice fellow. Even when I signed for FC United, I had a conversation with him about that. Um, he was yeah, he knew all about it. He was yeah. So just asked me how it was going. But you know, I'm talking 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, he's under look. He's under pressure. I think he, he, you know, like you've said many a time. Whoever and whenever at United, you're always under pressure. But it is that kind of like that point now where it's going to go one of two ways. I hope he. I I do genuinely hope he can see out the season because I think he comes across as quite a a nice, honest guy. And I think there can be no doubt he's left. He's he's doing the best job he can. And I think he's done, you know, he's taken them further than they, they were. So I just hope he can see out the season and then he can walk away with his head held, head held high then, can't he? Instead of being sacked and kind of... Because I think if he leaves in the summer, or I'll put this to you, if he goes in the summer at the end of the season, or does he go with his head held high as opposed to if he gets sacked mid-season? No, it's almost like a failure, isn't it? Doesn't go with his head held high. Depends if he's won anything. You know, he's, he was in a lot of prime positions to win anything, everything. Not everything, but some things. Semi final the year before, the last year, uh, finals and getting beat. You know, there's a trend there. And he needs to get it the other way where, you know, you, you get used to winning. Sometimes you can get to used to losing as well. And obviously they've got that trend at the minute. So, yeah, if. Um, if you it won't leave with his head hell high, but you know, it, like I say before, I'll say it again. He's he's left the team in a better spot than he when he came. Yeah, Leslie's interesting comment you made. He says uh, West Ham are rubbish, uh, smallest club out of the big four. They might be up there now, but they will soon drop like a sack of spuds. Do you agree with that or not? Um, it it, it depends. You know. Do the, it depends. Does Antonio get sold sold off to a, a, a bigger team? Um, there's a, it all depends. There's a, there's a lot of, but no. David Miles is, is is a solid manager. They did well at the end of last year, so they just continued that form. He's obviously got a good formula. It's working for him. You know, that you ask a West Ham fan now, they won't know what what's. Upton Park, what about Upton Park? They're happy now at their own, at the London Stadium. That's mad where... how quick they kind of... And that's twitching a bit. But just before the pandemic where there was arguing, there was fighting against the board, and now everything's rosy. It's amazing what wins do, isn't it? Yeah. Well, people forget, don't they? Uh, once you're winning, so, people, yeah. the pain eases. Um, yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about the games from the from the international week. Um, who stood out for you more than anything? Um, so I'm going to start. We'll start with the least important game in terms of what the the, the games meant in terms of results. Um, England stuck ten on San Marino. Harry Kane scored four. Is Harry Kane back? Um, playing against someone who works in a garage. Come on. Uh, does it yeah. give him a, a confidence to kickstart his season, though, scoring four, regardless yes, of opposition? Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, it does. 
and that's why he would have wanted to play, isn't it? Yeah, because like, no, they, no, no. Yeah, they no, would normally does. rest him. It's only good for his good for his confidence. Yes, it's only San Marino, but you know, it's still in international football to get four goals, to get forty-eight goals for England, sharing with Gary Lineker. You know, it's no mean feat. So, but you know, I'll stress it. You know, Albania and San Marino, who have they got weekend? Yeah. It's, it's very true, mate. Yeah. Who they who they got weekend? Tottenham. Uh, uh, Tottenham have got their Sunday Leeds United. So, yeah, it'd be a lot tougher there. It's at home though, so you'd expect them to to get a result. So I'm ex- looking to, looking forward to see what Conte does with them there, because they're it's going to be a tough switch round. You're not going to see any, not many people walking there. They're going to be you know going to be full on. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it, to see those players now for Conte, how much they, how much extra they put in, as opposed to how much. Well, some of them, but by all accounts, they're in training twice a day, sometimes three times a day. So, yeah, it's full interesting. Right? Here's a question which I really like. Rob Boyle says, "Do you think FC United of Manchester would beat San Marino?" That's a really interesting uh, hypothetical. I think. I think it'd be a, a good, good game. Would, in my team, they would give them a good game, trust me. When I so who was, play, who was playing when you played? Um, well, it was... Um, were, you a, were you a starter? Yeah, well, I'd just... they just come into the league and he asked me to sign for him, but I was with, with like four or five leagues up above them in, in a good team and we'd just come short of winning the league. So I said no, but I wanted to see... You know, if it was genuine, it, it viable, it, yeah, and it, and it continued. But then they won the league by a canter, which was like a dog and duck league. Then they gone to North West Counties first, but I won that league with my team. That was four and five leagues above them. So then, obviously, the mate mate of mine was the manager. So I went for the second league, and yeah, we won the league with about four or five games to go. And uh, yeah, I was only there a year though. Then he had an mm. argument with the manager at pre season and I left. <laughs> You're gone, gone, yeah. gone, gone. So, yeah. uh, Reese says there's only one team in San Marino that are allowed to play in the Italian league system, so therefore, every other San Marino football team is at amateur level, which I think puts it in perspective, doesn't it? That like these aren't prof- a lot of them are not professional footballers, no, they're all part time footballers. And, so, you know, Harry Kane should be scoring four against them. He's supposedly one of the best strikers in the world. Yeah. He should be scoring four. You they should be, they the should be putting ten on them. Yeah, you see it in the FA Cup when Premier League teams play. You know, usually it's a leveller when it's at their pitch and it's like a... Yeah, and they rest a few players. A, yeah, and... dog patch. And it's, it's yeah, it's, it's minging. That's what levels it up a bit. But you get a non-league team playing at Man United, and it's them apart. Is a, is a shout for, is a shout for you then? New San Marino manager Mick McCarthy. He'll get them winning. No, you, no, they've lost what? I think three hundred odd games. Yeah, yeah. That, they haven't won for years, have they? Yeah, they they so. beat England once though, didn't they? They wouldn't they? No. Well, I seem to oh, remember no, San Marino no, beating them one 0 no. no, they scored in the first minute. I thought they won years ago. I thought I'm no, sure they beat no, England no, one 0 no. No, mate. Must have dreamt it, mate. It's a part-time non-league. They can beat England. 
it, it was they scored in the first minute. I remember Stuart Pearce back pass and it they scored and then England beat them five one or something. Come on. So if San Marino ever won a game of football at international level, so. no, I don't think so. Have they ever won a game? He must have won one against some other sort of middle. I don't know. There's no other parts. Ah, there you are. They've won one game. In 2004, they beat Liechtenstein 1-0. There you go. They haven't beat England, have they? Um, Did they draw with England? Oh, Simon. I I, I must have imagined it. I'm I'm convinced. They've only even scored one goal against them. One goal. Mandela effect, mate. Mandela effect that is, I'm misremembering. But um, yeah, they won. They've won a game against yeah. Liechtenstein. They've only so scored one goal against England. I remember watching it. Stuart Pearce with back pass, and he was a short back pass, and the, the kids got in and scored. In the first minute, literally first yeah. kick from the kickoff. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, look, I, I, I hope, it's in my opinion, because I saw a few people, not Roy Keane, by the way, but a few people saying how because they, put 10 on them instead of the usual four or five. That makes it this incredible performance. And I'm like, no, they should be putting 10 on them. These are are Premier League footballers, Champions League footballers. These players, they should be putting 10 on a team like San Marino's full of part-time players. When Um, you see see them beating four or five, that means they've just gone gone down to like first game and just going through the motions. Where yeah. this England, this England team was just like, we're just going to see how many goals we get. They all wanted to score, and none of them down tools. Mm. No, just to see it out. They yeah. just thought, we're just going to let's see how many we can get. How many yeah. times you can say you beat ten, you went ten nil? How many teams and most teams though, when they get to five, they start to yeah, but ruthless them. teams, and that's what you want is ruthless, and that's what they were. Just you, know, you shouldn't even be playing against us. 10 nil, mm. get off. You are not going to like this comment, which Go is on. why I'm going to say it to you. Rob Boyle, loyal follower and watcher, says, uh, I feel like Rodri is more of an English fan than a Welsh fan. Mm, no. No. I know that not to be true, because I know you're a proud Welshman and stuff, but um, maybe you are. Well, comment is, uh, we're going to get to Wales now. Jesus, give us a chance. Isn't England, it? England, we're working no, through. I don't, I don't, I don't watch England anymore. I only watch them in the tournaments because I watch all the games, but no, you won't see me jump on the down when they score. Yeah. Um, Scotland, mate. What did you make of them? They obviously, they've made their playoffs. You jump down if Scotland score. I like Scotland. Yeah. Who um, who stood out for you for Scotland more than any, like in the games? Did you watch the full game or did you just see the highlights? No, highlights. Uh, Gilmore's looked good when I've seen him. Always does well for Scotland. They'll miss Robinson. You know, when he plays, he's all, he plays well. Tierney as well. So they've got some good players, but Tommy always plays well for, for Scotland. And then they've got McGinn. He always looks good in the highlights for Villa. So they've got some good players there now. I saw the extended highlights of the Denmark game because I was fascinated. Denmark's we talked, a decent side as well. We talked about Denmark on Friday in Scotland and we just said like, if they could, Scotland could somehow pull off a victory, is at home, just get that three points to get the playoff place. And they went and outplayed Denmark for large portions of the games. Um, and look, Che Adams was phenomenal. Did not stop running for the whole game. Chased down everything. And then when he got that goal in like the 86th minute, which really you know gave him the 2-0 cushion, 
um, was quite a moment, mate, to be honest, because, you know, again, Denmark full of Champions League footballers, Kasper Schmeichel in goal, um, who I regard as, you know, he's one of the, the better keepers in Europe. He's up there. Um, John McGinn, phenomenal. Uh, same as Liam Cooper. But Che Adams, mate, unreal. Uh, honestly, if he, if he performs like that week in, week out for his club side, if he performs like that week in, week out for Scotland, then I wouldn't be surprised to get him, to see him get a big move sometime because he was that good. But I I don't watch enough of him to say whether that's a regular occurrence or whether it is more the big occasion. You know, he was proud to play for Scotland. It was They knew they needed three points and he just worked his his balls off. Um, but he's only 25, see? Um, let's have a look. He started his career in the non-league uh, before going to Sheffield United, Birmingham well, City. I, 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 he played against FC United when I was there. He played against, um, played against my mate. He was for Ilkston. He was at Ilkston. Yeah, he plays for Ilkston. Because he moved from Ilkston after scoring 9 in 40 to Sheffield United, scoring yeah. 11 in 47. And then for Birmingham City, he played 116 games, scored 34 goals, which is not too bad. Um, and then he got a move to Southampton, where he's now he's played 74 games, scored 14 He's made a couple of appearances for England under-20s before he went and alleged his allegiance to Scotland. But um, I'm going to keep a close eye on him, mate, for Southampton. No, um, it, it works, it's good for impressive. Scotland as well because... Um, he ran the channels. No, when, the, when they're under pressure they break out, he's got, he's got good pace. He's got good pace, makes good runs, and he obviously can finish it, so... Yeah, he's done well. All these non-league players, you know, uh, when they come through the non-league and, and they get this, there's loads of Antonio, Jamie Vardy, they've all come from non-league. Well, no, Robert make good runs. You know, they're not academy blood blooded players. They, you know, they, they've learned from non-league and just got better and better and worked hard and and look where they are. Yeah, no one's going to want to play Scotland in the playoffs at Hamden no. Park, mate. It's no. as simple as that. Um, and I don't think any clubs will want to play Cardiff at Cardiff City Stadium. Um, uh, giving people a little bit of a, an eye into what we recorded the other day. Um, we talked in detail about the playoffs and about the World Cup coming up. But um, one thing you did say to me during that show was that you've changed your mind from last Friday when you said that it should absolutely be played in the Millennium Stadium. Why have you changed your mind about that? <clears throat> just looked at it was looked like it was bouncing there in the week and um yeah the results have been going really really well from there so you know why change it yeah and i think there's a there's a togetherness with the fans and the Wales squad at the moment and well there has been for a few years but i feel like that momentum has come back again in the pre in pre euro 2016 there was like this momentum and there was almost like an inevitability about Wales games at home. You just felt like Wales were going to score. So if they could keep a clean sheet, they would win. And I feel like that's back. So there's no need to move it to the Millennium Stadium. But um, in terms of individual performances, uh, who stood out for you for Wales? Because I thought it was a great performance against Belgium. Oh, really, really out. good. Um, there was loads. Um, obviously, Kiefer Moore. Um, Ram Ramsey looked Ramsey looked well. Um, who else was there? Daniel James played well. 
Um, the, the back four looks solid. Um, and, you know, Belgium, yes, they had the players out, but, you know, they're a decent side. Very decent yeah. side. So it's a good result. Um, I thought Nico Williams, mate, was phenomenal. What a player. And I think um, with Nico Williams, it's such a shame that Cardiff are not decent at the moment. If Cardiff were up pushing towards the top of the championship um, in the top three or four, I do feel like we might have a chance of signing Nico Williams on loan in January till the end of the season. But because we're battling relegation, I kind of don't think, I think he's more likely to go somewhere in the Premier League, uh, yeah, maybe Williams, like a Wolves yeah, or somewhere. as well was very good. I thought he was excellent. I he, think he was I, probably the stick-out player to me, yeah. Yeah. i tell you who I thought had a great game and I was very, very critical of in the summer in the Euros was um, Morel. Um, I thought in the Euros, Morel was... I just thought he looked like he didn't uh, no, quite... He played well. When he got picked his booking up as well, he, he still did really well. You know, his, his head could have dropped but because he's going to miss the next game. But yeah. no, he played really, really well as well. Like I said, it was all, they all played well, and they had to. You know, if you're going to win these games or get a result in these games, you've all got to play well. You can't have anyone, you know, yes. slacking behind. You've got everyone giving 100% and performing well, and they all did on the night, and the crowd helped them as well. That's why I just think it should be should be kept there. I like um, I like Page's tactics with the five at the back and the four in midfield because... What it does is it frees Aaron Ramsey up because Joe Allen will just sit all day long in front of that defence. And he did what a job, by the way. He did it. Like, I think he's 33 or 34, Joe Allen. Yeah. Uh, man-marked uh, De Bruyne out of the game, apart from the goal. Um, just thought he was excellent, Joe Allen. But what the, what the tactics and the formation do from Page is Ramsey can play his natural game, which he hasn't always been able to do at club level because... Managers don't always see him as the the best player in the team or the focal point, but for Wales he is that focal point, especially when Gareth Bale is out. And I just thought tactically was perfect for him. I I didn't think he had his his best game in a Wales shirt by any means, but what I did think is he looked started to look fitter, sharper, and a few of the little flicks didn't quite come off. But if he can stay injury free between now and March. By that time, those flicks will be coming off because he will be super sharp and super ready. Um, and like you say, James Morrell, Kiefer Moore worked himself into the ground. But yeah, Nico Williams for me was um, superb. And he has got there. Uh, Rob Boyle there says he says he's got uh, Nico Williams has got to leave Liverpool to play first team football. And I, when you see performances like that for Wales... You've got you just think there's like at least three full backs in front of him. He's got to go. Gotta go. If I was Wolves, Newcastle, West Ham, what a signing he'd be for West Ham now. Coming into you know, coming out of January. If they could pick up like him, Lingard, that's that's really and they're already up there. That's a good good bit of strengthening. But um, you know, of course, as a Cardiff fan, I'd rather he came to us alone. But I, I don't think that's going to happen at this point in time. Um, but yeah, um, I thought Wales was was a pretty damn good performance, um, which I was very happy to see because Belgium are a very good side. But um, so just before we look forward to the weekend, mate, I think um, we'll have a little chat about our, our sponsors this week. As always, um, is manscaped.com. 
And uh, of course, there we thank them for sponsoring and supporting Rodri Gigs and Football and the channel. And uh, you can get 20% off with uh, the code GIGS, free worldwide shipping. And uh, of course, Manscaped, you have the Lawnmower 4.0, which is the latest in uh, male and female grooming. Um, with a, It's got the torch. They are the below-the-waist grooming champions of the world, offer precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Uh, they've, like I said, the lawn just launched their fourth-generation tr- trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Europe. You've heard that right. It's the fourth-generation version. You can join over 4 million men and women worldwide who trust Manscaped. And with this exclusive offer, you do get 20% off your order and free shipping. Use the code GIGS at manscaped.com. Time to kill two birds with one trimmer and get yourself and your lady a gift. I'm talking about the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. And, uh, of course, look, we've all had a time, or most of us have had a time, where you're trimming and uh, in, you're using substandard product and you just nick yourself. It can sting. It can be nasty. But... Uh, not with this lawnmower 4.0. It's the perfect tool to uh, to do the job right. At the end of the day, whatever you are going to do in life, you want to use the correct tools to do so. Um, and I, uh, I'm very proud to, to say that they support us. Very proud to say that their their product is absolute quality. It's waterproof. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. It's the, it's like a gift. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. I'm, I'm going to definitely do that. Right, it's it's prop like I've said before, it is superb. You've got the prop crop preserver, the crop reviver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner, all included. It's a superb gift for the man or woman in your life. Probably that that particular package is aimed more at men with the ball toner and the the, the ball uh, deodorant. But I have to say, if and uh, obviously I've already got this package. But if my wife bought me that package for Christmas, I would be delighted. It is a superb little bit of kit. And um, you can also get the Weed Whacker, which is an ear and nose trimmer. I have a, that's the one I want. It's waterproof. uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary blade system. Nobody, not even Santa, wants hairs sticking out the chimney. So uh, Manscaped is going beyond the groin with their new refined cologne. Also offers a light yet masculine fragrance that will leave your lady on the naughty list this year. Um, it's hypoallergenic ingredients, vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, paraben-free. The season to load up your Manscaped products. Treat yourself. T- treat your dad, your brother, your friends. The best gift of all time. The Manscaped gear. Um, and I have to also say, by the way, um, one of the people who uh, said about the who bought who used the code, they bought the aftershave, um, and he, his words were: "He said, um, I'll just bring it up. Actually, he said um, it wasn't what I expected, but it's absolutely lovely. And if uh, my missus likes it as well, I will be stocking up on a couple of bottles before the end of this month." ready for Christmas. So apparently the aftershave is good as well, which is uh, very good to hear. I'm happy to hear that nice people little, have used Nice little holder as well, there you go. Yes. So that's, that that thing there which Roger's got is a, it's a holder for the 
for the shaver and it's also a charger point as well so it's nice neat and tidy stands it up well lovely stuff um, and i know a couple of people have bought the performance package so you won't be disappointed i think matthew who were quoted at the start uh he, he had bought something superb i is there perfume donna i am not 100 percent sure i will check for you i know there's aftershave there's shower gel they do so much different stuff they do boxer shorts which i've talked about before superb their boxer shorts um they do all sorts of stuff they do uh, female uh, female trimmers and good quality stuff. And like I said, and I will keep saying this, is I could get all sorts of brand deals and sponsors for shows. Um, but I want, if I'm going to recommend something to you guys and give you guys a code, then I want it to be quality products. I want it to be something that can will help you guys and you will get use out of. And to me, this is top quality product top quality tools for the job if you're going to look after one part of your body properly seems like that's the part but uh, as like i said there's all sorts of different products on their website um donna i cannot see a perfume oh yeah there does seem to be um there does seem to be one in the pictures um but there's all sorts of products like literally Anything you could think of, it seems to be they sell. You've got the crop reviver, the crop gel, body wash, shower gel, boxer shorts, T-shirts. They've got this thing which comes with the performance package called the Shed, which is like a travel bag. That travel bag, mate, is beautiful. That um, The brown travel bag, it's got slots for everything, for everything uh, to store. Oh, like you've been used to me, Chip and Cardiff. Like a proper shed, isn't it? So I love all the names as well. It's, it's just quality, mate. Gotta love it. Um, but yeah, I can't recommend them enough. Use the code GIGS. Get yourself 20% off free worldwide shipping. There you go. Manscaped. That's the shed. And then on the inside, it's got the um, it's got like a slot for all the different stuff. It's beautiful stuff. Beautiful. Um, so yes, appreciate you guys supporting us by supporting our brand partners. And I think you can also subscribe. So there for the for the normal shaver. Um, like a razor, you can get replacement bullet. You can subscribe and get like replacement blades at cheaper price and stuff like that. So there's all, like I said, there's all sorts of stuff. And I know they're going to be sending me some new stuff this week in terms of um, like a list of their new products for Christmas because they're bringing out new stuff on a weekly basis at the moment to uh, to get ready for Christmas. So I'll keep you guys updated. But again, thank you for supporting our brand partners help that helps us out so much um so i thank you um donna i've got a list of the female international female stocking stuffers so this is uh, some of the female products which they've got on sale at the moment uh you've got <clears throat> a four-piece nail luxury shears kit uh the crop mops uh wipes for her uh the the, the toner for the females. You've got the signature perfume and cologne, and um, as well as the shavers and all the different stuff. And like I said, it's all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, paraben-free. So you know you're only getting the best. Make sure you hurry to the site. Ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. Thank you very much to manscaped.com. So, mate, to finish us off, we'll look forward to the weekend, I think. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll preview a couple of the games. We'll have a look. I want to talk about um, 
the mighty Bluebirds a little bit and the Championship a little bit. Because just before the international break, uh, Steve Morrison was announced as the Cardiff City manager till the end of the season, bringing in Mark Hudson as his uh, assistant. I think that was a good choice. But um, they did pick up a victory. And, um, yeah, they beat Huddersfield 2-1. But ultimately, this is going to be a big period for Morrison and Hudson. Coming into Christmas, you know there's going to be a lot of games. So now's the time to really uh, kick on and get a couple of wins because they are still down near the relegation zone. Um, What does everyone think in the chat? How do you think Cardiff will do? But, um, yeah, it's an important period for Cardiff now, mate, isn't it? They're coming into Christmas. They need to pick up a couple of wins because you know over Christmas, championship in particular, anyone could beat anyone. So if you've got like four or five games in a small period, there's a good chance that there might be a couple of losses, a couple of wins. So it's important to go in there in a bit of form. Yeah, well, it's, you know, they're going into good form, so they just need to keep that keep that going. You know, 11 games in five weeks, mate, they've got. Pardon? 11 Cardiff games. have 11 games in five weeks. Yeah, it's a lot of games. That it's a lot of games. You know what's that? Two, almost two. It's over two a week, isn't it? Well, mm. one one week they're gonna have to play three a week. So, yeah, it's a lot of games, especially when you've got a, a small squad. So, just hopefully everyone's fit and, and and keeps fit, and that's the main thing. Because if you lose players, then you've got no chance. Yes, that's that. Keep players fit. Don't get banned, etc. Yeah, so I'm excited like, though. You're just playing games and, and you know, cool down, warm downs, light training. You know, that's all it is now. It's just, yeah, just preserve the body and make sure you eat the right stuff, drink the right stuff and, and just do a lot of it, a lot of stretching and, you know, swimming and, yeah. So, with with that, when you, when you know, you when a team knows they got 11 games in five weeks, do they... Ease off in training a little bit to try and protect to. their bodies a bit. You, ha- you have to. You just limit it, limit it. Yeah. So to. what would they switch to a like a more tactical training sessions? Would they and and preparing for their opponents that way rather maybe, than maybe maybe just go for it walking pace as long as you're on the training pitch or, or you know as long as you're on the pitch then no contact and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and just just you know just reserving the body. If you're playing eleven games in in five weeks. Then there's Christmas coming up when the game's coming thick and fast. So, yeah, it's all about. Sorry, mate. I just just thought, literally just thought something then when you were talking. When you've got 11 games in five weeks, like, so you know, every team is in the Championship Premier League, particularly, they've got like, um, they've got got teams, haven't they, who go to each opponent and study them and watch videos and all that sort of stuff. If you've got that many games in a week, like, you haven't, you've got like a day. To, to 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 go from one team to the next team in terms of seeing who the danger men are, you know, what they how they play, their tactics, stuff like that. They haven't got much time to really study like the players, I mean, they haven't got a lot of time to to no, go no. through that sort of stuff. No, you don't, but you, you know, it's a day's enough to to identify who the danger men are. Ultimately, you all you're worried about is how you play. Not about someone else. So, yes, you need to, you know, cross the T's and dot the I's. But you know, you've got you've got to more worry about yourself. But as players, you want games. You want to be playing these games. You don't want to be training. You want to be playing football games. So it's, as players, it's what you want. But you know, 
if you've got a coach or you've got playing three games a week and then you're doing an hour and a half training sessions, you're just going to, you're not going to last two minutes. So, yeah, you just got to look after your body. And, but, yeah, with the analysing that, that you don't need long to, to really, but like I say, it's, you need to worry about yourself if you're performing. You know, that takes after, take out a lot of things. Indeed. Um, I think, um, so Leslie asked us to give him a prediction for Middlesbrough versus Millwall at the weekend. That's going to be a tough one for Middlesbrough because Millwall have up in ninth, doing all right. Um, 3-1 Middlesbrough. Oof. New, new manager in there. Chris, Chris Wilder's Wilder. in there, isn't he? Chris Wilder got a full week with him. Full cu- yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. 3-1, home win. I'm going to go, yeah, 2-1 Middlesbrough. Um, what about the Cardiff game, mate? How do you see that going? Who they What's got? Prediction. Uh, Preston, 3 o'clock. At Cardiff? Yeah, I know, at Preston. Um, it's a big game, Preston. Look, uh, four, five points ahead of Cardiff. Two on. In 16th. Two on. Ooh, wow. I'm going to go 1-0 Cardiff on that one. Because um, if Cardiff win now, that obviously takes them closer and moves them up the table quite a lot if the results go their way. So I think it's a big week. Um, two one or two or two or yeah, one or two or. So what we're going to do very very quickly, we'll fly through the Premier League predictions and then we'll do answer some of those questions to finish off. Um, I'm going to do these really quick today, though, mate. Um, Leicester versus Chelsea. Kakubat. Not sure. I think he might be still struggling. Uh, see if there's anything. No, it doesn't seem to be anything about him being back yet. The last thing I saw was that he wasn't going to be back. Um, 2 1, Leicester. Yeah, I'm going to go 2 all for that one. Um, and guys, let us know your predictions in the chat as well, just as we do this. And then we're going to get some questions to finish off. Aston Villa versus Brighton. Villa at home. I'm going to go with 1-0 to Villa. Steven Gerrard's first game in charge. Even though Brighton are having a great season, there's going to be a bit of a feel-good factor for me for Villa. I'm going to go 1-0 Villa. What you got, mate? Villa? Stevie Gerrard? Who they got? They're Brighton uh, at Villa. Stevie I'm Gerrard. Sure I've got these up at Villa at home. Yeah. Um, three, um, it's going to be a lot of goals in this one. Three, four, two, three, two, three, two, three, two. Villa to Villa, Villa yeah. Um, and then we got Burnley at home to Crystal Palace. Vieira has been doing very, very well. Palace two, Palace two one. Uh, I'm going to go Palace two nil there because I just think. Um, Vieira's really impressed me. Then we've got Newcastle without Eddie Howe, home to Brentford. Mm. Difficult, difficult these, aren't these ones? Mm. All a bit like, I think Brentford. new managers come Brent- into Brentford, it. Brentford, 1 0. I'm going to go 2 1 Newcastle. I think the new manager's going to give them a lift. Uh, and then we've got Norwich versus Southampton. Uh, obviously, Norwich have got Dean Smith in, in, uh, in charge now, who left Villa. Well, no. I forgot to ask you about that, mate. Uh, I think 
uh, Southampton one 0 But what do you think of Dean Smith as an as an appointment for Norwich? Do you think that's a good appointment there? Yeah, it's good. Excuse me. Yeah, it's a good appointment. That. Uh, I think it makes sense. Got experience it? in obviously in the Premier League, and, and as they go down, he's got experience of getting teams up. So, yeah. Uh, then we got Watford versus your boys United at Watford. Three-one uh, United. Solskjaer guaranteed that his players will have a big reaction to the recent drop in form. Fucking um, I think he will play the likes of Lingard, Van der Beek, etc. Um, and because Pogba's he out, won't play both he? Of them. he won't play both of them. He'll only play one or the other. I can't play both. Well, I think he'll start one and bring the other one on, is what okay. I'm saying. Because Pogba's out, so I think obviously he's not going to play. Um, and he'll probably look at the players who've played internationally throughout the week and go from there. So you might see Van der Beek, Lingard, Martial, people like this, Greenwood, Possibly. people people like that playing. You know, I don't think he'll drop Ronaldo because I don't I think he put him on the bench, didn't he, that one game and United weren't very good and Ronaldo yeah. didn't look happy. Yeah. I don't think he's ever gonna drop him again if he's no. if he's fit. Um and then you've got Wolves versus West Ham at Wolves. I'm gonna go with two 0 West Ham there. I'm going to go West Ham 1 0. Uh, the 5 30 kickoff is Liverpool versus Arsenal. That is going to be an interesting one because Arsenal are on a bit of form. Arsenal, no, Liverpool 2 0. Don't fancy Arsenal for a goal, mate. At the Anfield. You're mad. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with what, uh, 2 all there. Uh, I just fancy Arsenal to get up. Young squad, young squad, mate. They'll, uh, <laughs> you need experience. Heads at Anfield, first 15, 20 minutes, it could be all over. If it's nil-nil after 20, 25 minutes, then we've got a game. But it could be over in the first 15, 20 minutes. It's a young team and makes it, inexperienced makes it at Anfield. It's a different place. So, yeah, you've just got a so, night match. It'll be a night match as well, half five, so it'll be dark. So, yeah, first 15, 20 minutes, tin hats on for Arsenal to get through that. Arsenal won right. four. They've won four on the bounce. Um, haven't conceded a goal for three games. I'll, re- um, I'll reiterate: it's at Anfield. It's a different kind, different of ball game. Atmosphere. I was just seeing who they've played. They've beaten. They beat Leicester two 0 at Leicester. But I think even that is different, isn't it? I know Leicester are good and they're up there in the top it's, teams. It's, it's, it's just different. Certain places where, you know, evening atmosphere. Yeah. Over 25 years, I've been at Anfield and every single one of them, the first 20 minutes was, yeah, first, you either win or lose it. Uh, then we got on Sunday, we've got Man City versus Everton at two o'clock. Um, I think Man City probably comfortably going to win that, even without De Bruyne. I'm going to go 2-0 Man City, 3-0 Man City. I'm going to go one all. Ooh, interesting. Uh, Tottenham versus Leeds United. At Tottenham, that one. Uh, two, two, two nil Tottenham, and these are two, two nil, two one. Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go three one Tottenham. I think Tottenham Conti is gonna get him playing. No, I was gonna go with that, um, but change my mind. Yes, so uh, that's the the Premier League. We've done the Borough Cardiff games. Um, so we're gonna finish off with some questions. We've got a few from earlier as well. Uh, so, first question, Quaid, Cage Childs says, uh, who's the dirtiest footballer you've come across who loves to give the players, his opposition players, a good kick? 
Dreams. Who's the dirtiest player you've come across played against? Played against? Yeah. Um, Anyone spring to mind? No, not really. Interesting. Most people can can sort of name one off the bite. What no. about um? I then put it. Who's the most? Who's the dirtiest player you ever saw come up against your brother when he was coming up through your oh, United um, team? Oh. Who kicked him about the most? Probably Julian Dix. Probably Julian Dix. No, he was on the other side, wasn't he? Uh, not Julian Dix. Can't. No, none real. None. Yeah. No none individuals, really. Yeah, none that can spring to mind. Interesting. Interesting, mate. Interesting. I like that. Um, I'm scrolling back up to the questions from the start. Uh, Donna says, can we talk about uh, meeting up and stuff in the show? We recorded a bit more from Wednesday. Um, we'll do that at the end, I think. Um, but let's have a look. There was another question somewhere. It was a really one. Oh, uh, I think it might have been Rob um, asked, when you were younger, were you ever jealous of like Ryan's early success in football and stuff like that? Did it get jealous. to you or whatever? No, never jealous. Never. Kind of went your he own was, way. He was, always, he was always football mad. I would. I was all uh, take it or leave it. Someone, um, me, you could put this to bed. Someone told me the other day. Um, an old friend told me the other day. Um, who said when you were younger? I don't know if I've asked you this before. Um, when you were younger, you were kind of probably regarded as the better footballer of the two of you, but obviously you kind of went separate routes. Is that true? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, yeah. You're right footed, didn't you? Pardon? Yeah. You right footed? Yeah. So, it, did you ever play together? As kids, like on the same teams, or was you different age groups? No, all the time? no, no. Always playing against each other. Mm. Just me and so, him, just one kick or whatever. Just like yeah, it was always just yeah. So you never. So did you ever get the opportunity? I was always getting the opportunity to line up all, together. Like you're playing against him, he's always getting beat. But I always get close. You know, I'm three or four yeah. years younger, so I was always getting close. But yeah, made me better. Yeah. That's, that's it, isn't it? But you never got the opportunity to line up in the same I, team. I, like I said, I've been old. I think I've been old before. I've, I've said it before. About eleven or twelve years of age, that was it. I was like, I didn't. I, 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 I be played. Started smoking, mm. hanging around with, with people who were idiots. Didn't play football. Didn't do anything. So yeah, twelve, like eleven or twelve. It was yeah, stopped. And then at the end of. When I got expelled from school, it was like my mum, what are you going to do? You need to get a job. Yeah. And then I got an opportunity to play football in Torquay. So I think, yeah. right, I'll do football. So I've gone there. And within two days, they've asked me to sign a two year contract. Nice. So, um, there was where's that question gone? I've just lost it again. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, oh, for God's sake. Oh, yeah. Donna says, can you tell us a story about Lee Sharp? That's a random one. Got any stories about Lee Sharp? Yeah, he's a bellend. <laughs> there we go. There we go. You want to elaborate? <laughs> Not really. It's bellend. There we go. There we go. Um, what else we got? Uh, Julian Dex, hard as nails. One of the uh, one of one hell of a player. Yeah, I think he was a bit underrated. I think people thought Julian Dix yeah, was well. only physical. And I think he was better than that. 
No, he had a good left foot. Good left foot. Just, just had a skinhead and was mad. He was big. Yeah. Big and bad. Um, Donna, you're so nosy, man. She says, Donna wants to know if you and Ryan were close when you were younger. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. Brothers. It was, it was just me and, it was just me and him, wasn't it? So, but, yeah. Just football, when you were a kid, like, young kids, just used to play football all the time, did you? And no, just... cricket, rugby, football, oh, what else? Uh, yeah, any, yeah, mostly that. Cricket, a lot in the summer, used to play cricket. Me and my dad used to play cricket, and then it's football outside football, rugby. I was more of a rugby player than he was, uh, so I could have played both. Played for Salford from the age of ten till sixteen. So, but yeah, good stuff. Yeah, what were you? What were you best at sport-wise? Rugby. You. Any I, wanted to, I, wanted to, I wanted to play rugby like my dad. I wanted to play for Wales, what to play for rugby, I didn't want to play football, I just could play football. Yeah. Were you good at cricket? Yeah, I could play cricket as well. Bowl, bat. I like bowl, you know. Bit of a what, Malcolm what? Marshall. Medium to Bouncers. Yeah. What about what about Ryan? Was he good at anything else yeah. other than football? No, yeah, he played yeah, he played rugby as well, but he was on the wing. Well it's not enough not some say the softies when the softies are um yeah what um, where did you play then you were in the mix uh, view scrum half getting clattered well you have most of the ball yeah certainly um right any more questions let me see i can't see any others if i've missed a question then you've got about 30 seconds to get them in but um it is what it is uh oh there's a question for you Let, uh, rob boyle says uh do you fancy coming down the valleys for a sash there you go yeah, whenever. Yeah. There we go. Like a beer, and I think you said down, last down week, there last night in mischiefs near the near the near the, uh, near the down the docks. No mischiefs. Where's that too? I recognise oh, the name. They're literally round the corner from where we was. From where we were, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Had a couple in there after, did you? And after the the funeral yesterday. Yeah. Pretty sure someone will know where mischiefs is. Yeah, they were. I don't know. There a lot of them are all like, um, they're like valleys, valleys, not like oh, me. Cardiff, are we? Cardiff is down the docks. Yeah, it's like I think I know where it is. But um, so let's have a look. Did you say last week? Oh, Donna, there you are. Donna says I know mischiefs. Here we go. Donna, um, there you go. She's Cardiff. See, uh, what was I going to say? Middle aged, middle aged milfs in there. <laughs> there we go <laughs> mischiefs mischief mischief makers um rob says come down to the valley tavern i don't know where that is where's that rob come on gotta be more specific did you say last week that everyone who but who orders something from manscaped you'll buy him a pint did you say that did i say that i think you might have because someone yeah. earlier on after matthew said that he was um Gonna, yeah, uh, then he'd pint. ordered something. He said, yeah, uh, "When we when we meeting up?" <laughs> yeah, I'll buy the pint, no problem. Uh, yeah. Rob says, brains. Brains, brains, yeah. brains." That's it, isn't it? Last one on the brains. Um, so the Valley Tavern is in Florida Lease. I have no idea where that is. 
Do you know where this place is? I'd probably be pronouncing it wrong. No. Fleur de Lis. I have no idea what that is, no. I? No. There we but go. We, we, we'd find it. We'll find it. Um, Donna says, yes, you did say you'd buy a people a pipe if they bought the yeah. man if they used the manscape code. Yeah, yeah. it's no problem. I think that's good. Christmas party. Uh Rob yeah. says it's that's as, the as, well, as well as the raffle. No problem. Yes. Um that's a good point. If you use the uh the code gigs for the manscape.com and you order some in, send us your like a picture of it or something to prove that you've done it. Um if you DM it to Ace Podcast Nation, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Um, and we'll put them all into a raffle, and there we go. We'll we'll get a prize sorted, and uh, we'll announce that sometime near Christmas. Um, well, Don Don says Rangers FC um, in his message on uh, on YouTube, and I'll, I think we'll finish on that. It's a good subject to finish on. Rangers appointed Giovanni Van Bronckhorst as their new manager. Um, I for one. I'm absolutely delighted with that appointment. Um, I really enjoyed watching Rangers back in the day when they had the likes of Van Bronckhorst and Laudrup and all the they had some really good footballers, Gascoigne and all these. Like, so I was really happy to see him back in there as a as manager. You know, I think I'm not sure of his what his managerial career has been like. Is he has he been successful? Do you know? Um, I was just happy to see him back at Rangers. I'm going to have a quick look at his manager. Where's he manager been? Has he been a manager in the Dutch league? Is he? He's yeah, been, been, I think he's been in Holland, yeah. So he's so far, he's been, he was manager of Feyenoord for four years uh, in 2015 to 19. And then up until this Rangers appointment, he's been um, a manager of... Uh, I know I'm going to butcher this name, so I apologise. Chinese football club, uh, Gongzhou City. So... You know, look, you can't pretend that the Chinese league is like the the elite level of in terms of quality. But he's only been there for since twenty twenty, you know, for a season. Uh, before that, he was at Feyenoord. Looks like he had a pretty good record as a as a manager. So hopefully, he can continue Steven Gerrard's good work. Um, because for Feyenoord, he won the league. He won uh, the league cup twice or the FA Cup, the equivalent of the FA Cup twice, and he won the Community Shield twice as well, or the Johan Cruyff Shield. So he's won things. So I think if he can take that in to Rangers, that's only going to be good, isn't it? No, I, I agree. Yeah, but the, when he was there, they had a really good team and he's a good player. By all accounts, he's a really good coach as well. And tough, though, to take over what Stephen Jarrett done and, and built there since he's been there so it's going to be difficult but I think the fans will be happy with him you know he's, a, he's obviously an ex-player an ex-legend and it's good times when he was there so it's certainly yeah. going to appease the fans isn't it because yeah, they were exactly. angry that Gerard exactly. had plus, he, he, plus you know he's a good coach as well he's not mm. a, a rookie well, I say he's, he knows what he's doing uh, Reese just said that it's a bit of a long one to put on the screen. He said um, that Van Bronckhorst won Feyenoord's first league title for many, many years in Holland. Yeah, but then they so. sold they sold three key players from underneath him. He still stayed, won a domestic cup, but then he left because they kept selling players basically under him. Um, he's very highly thought of. Plays four three three. Obviously, he's an ex Rangers player. Great, great appointment for the club, the city. Um, delighted to see that, mate. I've got to be honest. Um, and I wish more clubs. 
take a risk like on these young managers. There's managers out there, like not just in Britain, around Europe. These ex-footballers, the managing football clubs around the world, let's get them in for the big jobs instead of constantly turning to the same guys over and over again. And uh, yeah. Um, oh, Donna wanted us to talk about uh, Tuesday and the show we did. Not necessarily the show, but like just the meeting up and stuff. Um, I don't know what, what there is to say, really. Like, to, in terms of the show, I don't want to say too much about it because we're going to put it out at a later date. Uh, I thought I've watched bits of it back. I thought it was very good. I think the quality is very good at it. And I, one thing I would say, mate, is um, obviously the subjects we discussed quite varied but i think i watched the the bits about the world cup particularly back and like i put that i put me and you talking about that up in a studio up against anything you see on tv or hear on the radio mate i thought it was quality um and it was a lot of fun as well but i don't know what do you think right yeah it was, no. it was a pretty good show and uh, it was so Donna asked me the other day on the, when I put a picture up of us in the studio. She said, "Oh, like, uh, how did you get on?" And someone asked that, "Like, did you have the same chemistry that you have over the, over you know, over the streamyard or whatever on a Friday?" And I said, "Well, I think so. I thought like it was the same as normal, wasn't it? It was good. You know, I thought it was pretty good." Um, she had a giggle, and I don't know. It's, uh, it is what it is. It's not much else. I don't know what else we can say without going into detail about what we talked about, if that makes sense. No, it's just, yeah, it's just the same, really. Just in the same room for me, actually. I do think it's better. I do, I do, th- I would say, I do think it's better being in the no, same yeah. room. No, 100%. Yeah. No, and I, I think agree. we both came out of there saying the same thing. Let's do some more like that, whether it's in Cardiff or I come to Manchester. Let's do some more. And I think that was the one thing which probably came from it was that we will do more. Oh, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, I've got that studio that you can come to any, any time. So. Yeah, so yeah. I think I'd like to think by the tight, like by early next year, that we'll be doing a couple of months from a studio, from your studio, or one at your, one in Manchester, one in Cardiff, sort of, you know, a couple of months. I'd like to think that that's where we'll be. Um, yeah. The one thing which holds me back from traveling is, you know, is my health, but, you know, we'll do it. Um, oh, gee, you lot, you lot are so nosy. So Donna says, are we going to do a live show, like in with an audience and stuff? Um, that's something which I want to do next year is uh, do a show um, with Rodri, with Kev, with Andy, with the various people who I do shows with, and do like some sort of live live show with you guys and the audience. It is something which I'm going to do next year. I want to do. It fell through a bit this year because of. Uh, Andy got the borough job and stuff, but I think it's definitely something that I'd look to do. Would you be up for that, mate? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good man. And last question. Garen Cole says, uh, what's the latest on Andy? Uh, I spoke to Andy in the week. Look, uh, the Middlesbrough job is taking up all his time. Um, it is what it is. The door will always be open for him to come back and do the championship show or whatever. But at the moment, um, at the moment, it is where it is. So I, we've got to move, and we've got to move on and keep producing content. Me and Rodri got loads of ideas for for different shows, for content and stuff like that. So we're going to keep doing that. And if other people want to get involved, then we'll 
have a look at that and we'll see, won't we? But um, I think uh, Gaz, I think it was asked, would we, are we going to start having more guests on on a Friday? Um, I don't know what you think, mate. Yeah, we could do. I think, um, I think it'd be nice to have like one now and again, because I thought yeah. the one the other week yeah, I thought was really good. Again, yeah, pop up. Just to, just yeah, just to like that surprise the people. That one was good with Adrian, wasn't it? Uh, Donna, Donna said, "Is is Rodri definitely staying? Then Rodri is staying, hundred percent. I've signed him up for a fifteen-year ironclad contract. He's never allowed to go anywhere ever again. Now you're staying, mate, and you? Yeah, staying, 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 staying. Right, not staying anymore though. We're going now. Um, we'll be back, or I'll be back on Sunday for an all-new fight show." I'll also be back Monday. My story drops next Wednesday. First guest is uh, Cullen Mace of the Central Club in a special two-part episode. I urge you to check that out because um, his story is a wild one. Um, He's come back from heroin addiction, jail, and a whole lot more. Um, And he's doing some amazing, amazing things within the community to help other people, help the homeless, help people with addiction problems as well as doing the central club podcast which is awesome um so yeah check that out next wednesday that'll be dropping but i'll be back on sunday live me and rodri will be back next where friday he said wednesday and look out for clips from our show in the studio but uh, until then for the eagle-eyed viewers you might even see one or two in the outro is the it's almost like the outtakes mate when it and i which i've added like the little bits in between at the start and the end at the recording where you stitched me up and told everyone that I forgot to wear my away day apparel t-shirt. <laughs> Just pointing the facts out, pal. Yeah, that's it, mate. So what what have we got to do to um, to line up the audio and um, line up the audio and the video together? You've got to clap like that, and then we get it sorted, done. Nice one, guys. See you next week. Cheers, Rod. Diggs, G-I-G-G-S, no, Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion Messi is better than me, but in my mind I'm better than him. I do it again. Yes, indeed.
You ready yours? I know. You have to do that, didn't you? I brought mine. He's brought his podcast nation. You can do it now for Roger Giggs and Roger. What is it? Roger Giggs on football Friday, seven thirty. Uh, I'll just start it. It's happening. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.